Welcome to Drinks and a Show. I'm Cassie and this is a podcast where I talk about musicals with a guest who hasn't seen it and hopefully by the end of it, they'll wanna. You want to know what future episodes are going to be? Follow the show on Twitter and or Instagram. Both of the names to search is Drink Show Pod to try and find them. Also, I have a Spotify playlist which has all the songs I love from the shows I've done so far. So you can check that out in the link of this podcast or the link tree that is in the bio of those Instagram and Twitter profiles. Today we are bringing you another Star Kid production called Firebringer and we have my dad back as a guest who you may all remember from episode 12 where we did A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. If you can't recall what Star Kid is or this is your first episode... Star Kid is a theatre production company that do their own musicals, whether it be a parody or their own original story, which is what Firebringer is today, and make them accessible for everyone on YouTube to be able to watch it. So if you enjoy this episode, you can always go and watch Firebringer or their other shows, which I have done a few of them previously, which you can check out. I'll check a link to their YouTube channel in the description of the podcast. So let's get into it. Welcome back to Drinks and a Show, Bob. How are you going? I'm going very well, thank you. Uh, Since you were last on the show, where we discussed A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder, have you opened yourself up to any new musicals? Yes, I have. I've decided that I really don't want to see any musicals where there's (laughs) death involved. Yes. I I think that totally put me off all musicals. And I've been looking for something where there is no tragedy, and I can't find one. Everything seems to have a tragedy. So hopefully today, you've actually bought me something which is a bit more uplifting. Uh, It's going to make me walk around feeling happy and good with no sadness or or depression about people hurting themselves or dying. Yes, and that is what I'm sure I have brought you today. Okay, so what have you got for me? Okay, so today's episode is called Firebringer, and it is a Star Kid musical. And I know you've listened to previous episodes, so you understand what Star Kid is. Yes, I do. Perfect. And if the listeners don't, you can listen to the other four or five episodes I've done that are Star Kid ones. I oh. think it's more impressive when you say their name backwards. I think people would be more interested then. Yeah, or Dick Rats is what Starkid is backwards for those who don't know. Okay, I'll give you some background of Firebringer. Uh, much like a lot of the other musicals, it was written by Matt Lang, Nick Lang, and Brian Holden. And the music and lyrics were done by Meredith Stepin and Mark Swiderski. Uh, the show was performed in 2016, so it's five years old over the space of a month in Chicago and then was released on YouTube over New Year's as well. And how it got funded was through Kickstarter and they raised over $150,000 in donations. So it is set in prehistoric times. We have the narrator Molag introduce us to let us know that this story will be about how fire came to be discovered by humans. We go into the story to talk about the great debate and it is between chorn and smelly balls and chorn is a creature who is like a pokemon only says its name what's a pokemon 
Uh, a chorn. <laughs> it's, it's like a chorn. Uh, it just says it's its own name. Yeah, you're a takeoff from the old chorns. So the fight between smelly balls is just chorn going chorn and smelly balls going like, no, that's not right. And then chorn just repeating chorn back to smelly balls. Okay, how did smelly balls get a name? It is a... Which is English. Well, that's addressed later. Okay. Yeah. Um, So the classic great debate, chorn v smelly balls. Okay. Uh, Jamila who's the leader, has to step in and comes up with the resolution that instead of debating, why not try seeing through each other's point of view and saying yes. And that works. And then Jamila is declared the peacemaker. I know you thought I was about to say the firebringer. What were they arguing about? Chorn and then Smelly Balls were saying no. But now... About what? That's the thing. We don't know. The great debate. Okay. Now I'm up to date. Yeah. <laughs> so we see who the tribe prays to, and it prays to a duck known as the Almighty Duck. And Jamila's like, all right, cool, everyone. Let's get back to work in this bitch. You all got jobs to do. And we got Zazalil, who's like, but we worked yesterday. What, I have to do it again? Can't we just sing and dance? Because we just discovered what that is, and I want to really do that right now. And we have a song that kind of went semi-viral. I don't want to do the work today. I don't want to do the work today. Because everyone can kind of really relate to that line. Yes. But what work were they doing? So, the jobs that they have. We have... Let me see the names. Um, Zazalil and her best friend Kiri are going around to pick out the fruits and the nuts. Um, Emberly, her job is to make sure food's not poisonous by trying it. Okay, so we have gatherers, we got a tester. Yep. Um, Tiblin, uh, she's been told that her job is to keep her arms above her head and to stop the sky from falling. Okay. Um, and where's, where's Ducker? Ducker is like the Pope to the duck. So he can understand what the duck wants, what the duck says. Smelly balls and chorn, not really sure what their roles are, but they're in the tribe as well. Okay. Jamila, after they're all singing, I don't want to do the work today, uh, says, you guys are crazy. Go work. And so you have that whole dance number, but they still have to go work. The Mulug now puts herself in the story. So before that, she was just the narrator to the crowd. Like, hey, guys, this is what's going on. Um, and then that's when we find out that she's Jamila's grandma and the former tribe leader. So she's going to leave. Her task will be finding the end of the earth. But before she leaves, she has to tell Jamila something. She's like, you're the tribe leader. There's something you need to know. She tells Jamila that to stop chaos, she kind of had to make things up. For example, um, the duck p- being something to praise to. Not really. And then Jamila's like, I don't believe that. What are you talking about? The almighty duck? She goes, haven't you noticed that every week the duck looks different because they either die or they run away because it's hard to keep a duck under wraps? Um, So this is like shocking, like finding out the thing you've been praising your whole life isn't actually something that's real. And Jamila's like, great. Next thing you're going to tell me, Tiblin's holding up the sky, not really, and that she's actually doing it for no reason. And it's true. 
Chiblin has no reason to be holding, having no, her hands because up. Because they, because one day she put her hands down and the sky didn't fall in, and they said, "What are we going to do now?" And also maybe they didn't have another job for her. Yeah, that as well. It was yes. got to give everyone a purpose, and you got to make them feel like they're working towards something. Like if they're all working to make the duck happy, then they'll be more inclined to work because you didn't really have currency or like money back then that hey you can buy yourself a holiday so i'm guessing i'm going to find out what happens if if you have an unhappy duck yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll find out what happens okay um so jamila is shook and mulag is like anyways i'm glad i've unleashed all this onto you you do what you want with that information i'm just not going to be here that when you tell the truth shit's going to hit the fan i'm going to be off finding the end of the world bye yeah, so she's passed the burden that she's known onto somebody else. I guess the burden now. she created. <laughs> <laughs> While in a moment of desperation, Zazalil, who I might call Zaz moving forward because it's a bit of a tongue twister to say it. Zaza. Zaz and her sidekick, Kiri, approach Jamila and suggest, hey, how about instead of eating fruits and nuts, um, because recently we're kind of getting outsmarted by squirrels, they're a bit faster than us. Uh, how about we just eat squirrels? Give them the nuts and then we just grab them. Like other successful animals are also doing that at the moment. Even Snarl. And that's when Jamila's like, uh, no, Zaz, let me tell you, your job is getting nuts, okay? It's not that hard. And then Zaz sings the song, What If? Where she's like, I want to be in a world where we already have everything and when no one wants to learn about what's going on in the world and we can just be lazy. Zaz does believe that she's onto something when she talks about eating animals. You just gotta find something on how to kill them. And then she sees in Kiri's basket that Kiri's actually not the best nut hunter. Um, in there, there's just like dirt, beetles, uh, a stone. And they're just like, Kiri, you gotta be careful with this stone. This could kill somebody. So she's figuring out a way that she could kill an animal with this huge stone. And here we said, we're not going to have any murder or anything into this. <laughs> I so said bang. no person. Oh. <laughs> she played with the stone and realized it can hurt someone by like poking Kiri with it. Because, <laughs> oh, look, look, it does hurt someone. And sings the song, Welcome to the Stone Age. So, Ducker, the man who is in charge in looking after the duck, he's the only one that understands what the duck is saying from people. So he walks around with this giant headpiece and the duck's at the top of the headpiece. He carries a duck on his head. Yes. Okay, so he's a duck head. He's a duck head, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, the New Zealand people will think that's very rude. Why? Because I think we're saying dickhead. <laughs> so, Ducker comes in, he's very excited. Because he's there to tell Smelly Balls and Chorn that Schwoopsie is about to tell her joke. And it's not just any joke. It's the only joke that's ever been told ever. So Schwoopsie invented comedy. Okay. So they're like, she's doing the joke. Oh my God, we've got to go do it. So how do they know it's a joke? Because they laugh at it. So she said it before. Yeah. Oh, so she's a repeater. Yeah. <laughs> Same joke over and over. Well, that's the thing. She goes, oh. I've discovered comedy. And then she goes, well, if this is comedy, I only need to do the one joke. Okay. I made you laugh once and I'll just keep that going. For exactly. Why aren't you laughing anymore? Mm. 
Well, here's how it starts. So Schwoopsie kind of uses Schwoopsie as like a catchphrase. And the joke starts off with, does this happen to anyone else? And then she's saying how she's looking at two logs. And then while you're looking at the other log, the other one falls to the ground. And you go, Schwoopsie. And everyone laughs at that joke. Okay. Better than dead people, I suppose. <laughs> okay. Um, so we hear Tiblin is in love with Chorn, but also thinks Smelly Balls is really cute. So she's having the boy slash creature talk with Emberly. So Emberly is the one who has to test if nuts are dangerous or not. Um, I think she just tests the food. You don't talk about Smelly Balls and then say, Emberly tests these nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't quite gel. Well, it's not even nuts. It's really fruits. It's berries. <coughs> okay. She's taking berries and goes, no, that's poisonous, and just spits it out. The best way to test poisonous food, you know? It before is. animal testing became a thing. Well, I was actually going to suggest that before for the squirrels. Get... Feed them the nuts. <laughs> and if and they the poison, yeah. yeah. So while they're talking, an intruder comes in who just wants some food because he's starving. And Tiblin runs to get help, obviously, with her arms all above her head. And Emily tries to fight him and then was like, oh, you just want food? Well, I'm the food tester. I got a whole bunch of food for you. And so they eat a berry. And then she goes, all right, let's try this one. <coughs> Spits it out and goes, no, that's poisonous. Spit it out. And he's like, what? Because... He doesn't know what spit means. She goes, like, tries to tell him to do it and then ends up saving his life. And we find out that... Oh, hang on. This is after she gave him the poison. <laughs> yeah. And you call that saving someone's life. Yeah, well, you stopped him. <laughs> yeah, you're so startled. <laughs> yeah. So we find out his name is Grunt. So he's no longer part of a tribe. And they use the analogies. You know when you see, like, a pack of coyotes attacking a rabbit and there's that one coyote who just can't quite get to the food grunt said well i'm like the rabbit so she's like well that sucks um here's something that i've discovered and what she does is she grabs leaves put some berries in it make kind of like a sandwich but you can't have a sandwich without putting some salt in it so she just wipes it under her arm for a bit to add some saltiness and then they have a little taste and then we have the song just a taste and they're both loving this new sandwich thing that she's created okay. so what are the leaves made of what they're from the ground okay, okay so not ivy not poison ivy okay so they're dirt leaves yeah dirt leaves okay cool um just as they're about to kiss after singing this song with each other jamila and the tribe come in and chase him away and then jamila goes well better time than ever to try and tell everyone the truth um, and she goes, Hey guys, I've been told some information. You might all realize that you've wasted your whole lives doing something as she looks at Tiblin and Tiblin goes, it sucks. Whoever that's going to affect. <laughs> well, she told the sky. Huh? Yeah. Jamila's like, I want to get rid of the jobs that are meaningless and make ones that can actually create progress. And then in comes Ducker with the duck and he goes, yes. The duck loves progress. He will fully support whatever you're going to say. Which um, Jamila's like, okay. So the duck isn't actually really an almighty duck. It's a different duck and it we, does nothing special. So we could eat it. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, 
Jamila's still not up for the eating animals thing. Okay. And they're like, well, if the duck's not real, then why does Ducker always get the dry spot in the cave? That means he shouldn't be getting these privileges. And he and she's like, great point, everyone. We no longer need a supreme egghead wizard if there is no duck to pray. So we'll start doing a different a trial, you know, maybe a roster of who can go into the dry spot in the cave. And the ducker is not happy about this. And he goes, this is actually blasphemous. There is no proof that the duck isn't the Lord. And then she uses this time to go, Tiblin, also you're not really holding up the sky. And this is something that Tiblin's been doing for 27 years. And, and a damn good job. Yeah, she, she has. And they don't really believe her. And she goes, I promise you. No, do you promise to believe me? That if Tiblin puts her arms down and the sky doesn't fall, that you'll believe me that the duck doesn't mean anything. And Duck is like, of course, I'll be first to renounce the duck. But I know you do not have the guts to make her put her arms down. Jamila, of course, is like, well, I'm right. I've been told this is fake. Tiblin takes her arms down. Nothing happens. And Ducker um, takes off the wizard hat and goes, and the duck's still on top of the wizard hat. He goes, I think we should let the duck decide what it wants to do and it just flies away. Okay. Mm. Because the sky was falling. Of course it doesn't <laughs> Yeah, he knows what's coming. They always say birds know what's coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jamila's like, anyway, great meeting everyone. Had a great time. Now let's all get back to work. But morale is down in the tribe. They're like, what's the point? There's no duck. Well, and, and also now, Ducker doesn't have a job. Literally. Tilden doesn't have a job. Yeah. But she's telling us all going back to work. Yeah. But she was going to give them new jobs, but she never did. Well, yeah. And remember, Zaz provides suggestions of how to progress, and she just keeps rejecting her. So what this leader is... Well, Zaz now arrived, because Zaz wasn't there, with her new invention, a spear. She goes, check out this pointy rock on a stick. This should be good enough to kill things. Make them spill their guts and we can eat them. Here, let me show you on Kiri how it works. And she gets ready to go run and stab Kiri. And then Jamila's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, if it works, don't fucking try it on your best mate. And then Zaz is trying to say, this is a new way for us to collect food. And Jamila's like, not this again. And then Zaz is like, all right, if you're not going to let me test it on Kiri, I'm going to test it on this mammoth over here. And this mammoth killed Zaz's parents a few years ago. So she's got some, pun intended, beef. <laughs> Don't know if Alpha made it beef. Um, back then it was. Okay, because they had no cows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the mammoth, for some reason, they gave it a name. So the ma mammoth's name is Trunkel. So she tries to throw this spear... At the at Trunkle. At Trunkle, she's never. I don't know if throwing's even been invented. So she just misses completely and pisses off the mammoth, and it chases the whole tribe up a tree and intimidates them to stay there up until nightfall. This girl was going to charge with her spear into a friend. Now all of a sudden she decided to throw it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> would have been better off charging at the mammoth. And then once it's now that it's nightfall, Trunkle has left. And they're like, what? How do we know that they're left? And Jamila's like, don't be dumb. They know what comes out at night time. They all end up going down like, all right, quick. We've got to go get back to the cave as quick as we can. And goes to Zaz like, 
yeah, that's a that's a weapon. I can see that that's a weapon, but I'm banning it. It's really fucking dangerous. We're not going to use it. And then Mulag talks to the crowd as the narrator and is saying how dangerous the night is. First of all, it's very dark. You can't see. It's not like you have a CBD that's just illuminating light. And can you believe it? Even more worse than that, there's snarl. Snarl is so scary, they even wrote a whole song about him. And the song's called The Night Belongs to Snarl. Okay, who's Snarl? So, oh, what is a snarl? Yeah. So I was also like, all right, what's snarl going to be? It just, it's like a giant cat. Okay. Well, if you've got mammoths, I'm expecting... Yeah, yeah a mammoth-sized <coughs> cat. Yeah, yeah, you expect to have some sort of big, other big animals. Yeah. I don't know how the squirrel got in there, but yeah. hey. <laughs> That's, have you seen Ice Age? <laughs> There's a squirrel oh, in it. Oh, <laughs> So back in the cave, so they all made it there safely. Um, everyone's trying to get used to not being godlet. No, they're trying to be used to being godless, having nothing to praise, nothing to work for. Have no faith. Yes. That's an easier way to put that sentence. <laughs> and Kiri's like to Zaz, like, we've got to find someone newer to follow. Like, uh, maybe Jamila. She's so smart. She always knows what she's talking about. Zaz is like, she's not smarter than me. And then she goes, you know what? I'm still going to go out and kill Trunkel and prove to everyone that the spear works. And then we cut to Schwoopsie, who's retelling her one joke. And now the tribe ain't really feeling it. They're like, was it ever funny? Or were we just told it was funny the same way Tiblin was told she was holding the sky up? And Smelly Balls is like, yeah. And the same way that you all say my balls smell. And they're like, no, your balls do smell, Smelly Balls. That's, that's correct. <laughs> So Kiri accidentally lets it slip to Jamila that Zaz has gone out there to try and kill the mammoth to prove a point, which is dangerous because there's also a storm going on. And Jamila's like, well, maybe Snarl is also scared of storms. And then the tribe all gather together and they want to go and save Zaz. So we have the song Into the Night where we see Zaz about to enter a cave because she could hear a snoring creature. And before entering, she's like, Dear Duck Lord, please help me on my way. Because Zaz wasn't there when she heard that the duck isn't actually an almighty deity. So the fake duck is giving her the courage to do what she wants to do. Yeah. Well, that helps her. But as she does this, she goes, Please, please help me on my way. Lightning strikes, hits her spear at the same time, and it catches fire, becoming a torch. And this is the first time she's ever seen fire before. And so she goes, cool, perfect. What a way to go and try and get this creature. And the tribe enters the cave. So she's still like at the front. They're like, whoa, what's that? Then all of a sudden the creature awakens and it's not Trunkle. Can you believe it? Well, it's in a cave. It's Snarl. And Zaz uses the fire to scare Snarl. And this impresses everyone. Snarl's like, ah, with its giant claws. How did Snarl go? Ah. <laughs> okay. A real menacing voice. Yeah. I'd rush. <laughs> and so this, yeah, impresses everyone that Zaz was able to scare Snarl away. And Jamila's like, 
discrediting her like nope Zaz stands up to her and said that she's a scared little baby and do you know what we do to babies in this tribe we eat them and then you what that yeah they eat ba- there was a thing that they ate babies in the tribe for a little bit but don't kill a squirrel. <laughs> Did they cook him? Because they had no fire. No. <laughs> Raw straight. Sushi baby. Isn't you know placenta's good for you as well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about the aftermath. We're yeah. talking about the actual, <laughs> the actual the, the baby. Um, well, Zaz was using it. Again, another death, but go yeah. on. <laughs> Off screen. Oh. <laughs> um, Zaz was using this figuratively. And they're like, yeah, well, let's eat her. And she goes, no, guys, I don't I don't literally mean let's eat Jamila. And then they're all saying, maybe Zaz should be the new leader now. And Jamila's like, all right, cool. Well, whatever that orange stuff is, it's going to be the end of all you. There's a reason Snarl was scared of it. And then Jamila leaves everyone. And then they figure out what to name it. Because Chorn says that it should be called Fire. So Chorn has said two words, Chorn and fire. So that's what they call it. And now they call Zaz Firebringer. And they're all excited to go back to the cave, but they don't have to go back to a cave anymore. Snarl's scared of the fire. They just got to keep the fire going and then make him be the one that wants to hide out in caves. But he was in the cave. Yeah. (laughs) And it was nighttime. Yeah. And they were up in a tree. Yeah. They... And they were scared of Snarl, who was asleep in a cave. Yeah. And they sleep in a cave. Yeah. Stupid people. Mm. So they sing this song, The Night Belongs to Us, as Act 1 ends. And we have a fire that has been brought. Okay. So they've got the fire. Are they allowed to do their dancing now, which they discovered the day before? Yeah, and Jamila's gone. She just walked out on the tribe. Oh, so Jamila's gone, and she's gone off with her... Her, uh, was it a mother who was the old? Mulek's Mulek, uh, gone to find the end of the earth. She just yeah. comes every now and then to talk to the audience. Okay, so where did Jamila go? She just walked out of the cave. She walked goes, out of the cave? Yeah, she just said, whatever that orange stuff is, it's going to be the end of you. And she didn't want to be there to deal with it. Okay, so and she... also, she at one point she thought they all wanted to eat her. So, yeah. <laughs> so sleep with uh, maybe one eye open there. Yeah, but they didn't know how to kill people either, did no. they? No, well... You know, because the spear didn't spear. work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Practice on your best friend. So, thoughts so far? Yeah, it's, it's a bit. It's a takeoff from a whole lot of different things. <laughs> yeah? Yes. Uh, I don't know what they're trying to achieve. Uh, I Logically, I shouldn't look at it logically. <laughs> you know, there's too many holes in it. But if I take it just for the fun of it... If Jamila's dressed up in, you know, dancing around all fairy fairy or whatever and having a gay old time about it and someone else is really, really... Maybe you have to see what the impressions of these people are and the characters that they portray so everyone can see. Right. Okay. You ready to get into Act 2? Act 2, ladies and gentlemen. So, Act 2, everybody's happy with their new leadership. We have a song called Climate Change. Who is the new leader? Zaz, Firebringer. Okay. Uh, they all eat meat now, and they're very happy because they can now be lazier. Uh, but what happens is they're all getting a bit distracted. They all just stare at their flames all day while you try to talk to someone. They're like, yeah, whatever. 
just staring at their flames. Kind of like staring at your phone. Um, Kiri tells Zaz that she thinks that the mammoths are going um, extinct from all the overhunting that they're doing. And all this extra meat because the meat goes off after a while because they're not eating it all, but they're killing all the mammoths. It's going into the water and it's kind of poisoning all the water. You sure they weren't dying because of the climate change? Because of the fire? <laughs> they the fire was making? Maybe. Okay. Um, but so they're putting all the yucky meat into the water. Then the other mammoths are drinking that water and then they're getting sick and dying. So the circle of life, as some might say. Yeah, but you put the meat down. The far end of the water flows past. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You go to where the water's already past ending. you. Yeah. Uh, Zaz is like, don't worry about it. If we can't find mammoths to burn and eat, we'll find other animals. And Kiri thinks that she's just turning into a monster because her way to fix everything is just burning it. Uh, she goes, I wish... And eating. And she, yeah, that as well. Eating no fruit and nuts anymore. You know, you no. got just the meat. Yeah. Uh, but Kiri is like, Jamila would know what to do. Like the... Mum would let me do that. But she's gone. Yeah. And then Mulag comes out and speaks to the crowd and goes, they never saw Jamila again as she died in exile. And then Mulag goes, just kidding. Yeah, because how would she know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then we cross over to see what Jamila's doing. And what she's doing, she's singing Jamila's Lament. About how maybe she should have listened to Zaz and given her a chance and should have been more open to people's ideas. So it's just a, hey, I'm over here singing. Now let's cut back to the tribe. Um, where we see Emberly and Tiblin um, staring at their fires and Schwoopsie's trying to come up with some new material. She goes, hey, why'd the chicken cross the road? They're like, I don't know. It's a road. She goes, Schwoopsie. But and no one reacts. Well, because no one knew what a road was. Yeah, <laughs> that is well. Roads don't make any sense. No. Or chickens. Um, Especially if they had a duck, maybe. Yeah, maybe why the duck cross yeah. the fire path. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> would make more sense. Um, but yeah, they're, it's either they didn't laugh because it wasn't funny or they're distracted by their own little fires. So, Tib... Oh, so she shared the fire with all of them? Yeah, they've all got their own little fires. Okay. Oh, here's a little bit of fire for you. Here's yeah, and that's fire. all they stare at. Okay. And what are they using for fluid, fuel? Uh, for sticks. It's all on sticks. It's all on sticks. Yeah, which and just don't like... burn all the way. Maybe they're all at the rocks and the rocks just stay alight. Okay, so <laughs> they've all got little candles running around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tiblin was like, I'm going to be hungry. I'm going to go get food. And while Emberly is left alone, Grunt appears again. So he's been looking for her because he's like, I want to show you something I've invented. It's called painting. And so he's painting on rocks and she's pretty impressed. So it's like those when they make turkeys out of their hands. That's like what his paintings look like. like kind of like So chart. he's putting a muddy hand on a rock and go, ah. Oh, oh. Then give it a beak. And he's not good at feet, actually. That's a huge thing. Because um, he drew like his mum. And himself, and then in front of him is like a cat or something. They're like, "Oh, and is that a cat?" And he goes, "I can't draw feet. Okay, I just don't know. Like that's why there's a cat there." So his only problem was feet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he did his self portrait. So that's one where he's got um, 
the cat in front of his um, foot. And she's like, what's this made out of? And he goes, well, I got some ideas from you. I use those poison berries with some mud and, of course, some poop. And then he asks if he can paint her. And she goes, of course he can. And then they have the song, Paint Me. With poison berries and poop. And mud. And mud. Yeah. Well. you got to make it watery. I don't know. Well, <laughs> well if you're yeah, drinking the water, drinking the water with all the poison mammoth in it. <laughs> you said poop. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, shit. Okay. You're going to so, do a shit painting. Yeah. Oh, cool. It, it smells. Um, well, but she's smelly balls, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it smells better than smelly balls. So. Yeah. Um, she's happy with the painting of her. Meanwhile, back at the tribe, Ducker is telling everyone he's the divine human who can understand what the fire is saying, <laughs> what the fire wants. You can see where that on his head. <laughs> yeah, well, um, he's like, remember earlier when I said I would denounce the duck? That's because I knew the fire was coming. And the tribe are like, well, that makes sense. Yeah, I, he did say that. <laughs> he must have known. And he goes, all right. Now that I'm the flame wizard, light my hat on fire and it will not burn me because the faith I have in the fire. So they do this and as expected, he starts catching on fire and then he runs around crazily and it sets the whole village on fire and we sing the song, Ouch My Butt. And yeah, that's the only thing that hurts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. after his head yes. was caught on fire. Um as expected, Zaz is blamed for this whole thing. How could you let this happen to us, Zaz? Why did you bring fire into our lives? Jamila would have never let this happen. And then Grunt's there goes, we trusted you, Zaz. And then Zaz is like, I don't even know who you are. Because no one's met Grunt before. Yeah. <laughs> Grunt's from the outside the tribe. He's, <laughs> He's watching just... from over the other side of the hill. Oh, He's just like, I was just getting caught up in the moment. I don't know what's going on. I just like to be included. <laughs> I get my actor card if I say the word. <laughs> yeah. Um, as they head back to the cave, because now the fire's not there to protect them and the village is gone. But couldn't they take Ducker with them? No, Ducker flew away. Oh, that Ducker? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Duck. yeah. The man on fire. No, no, he got out of fire because he lit everything else on. <laughs> so is he alive or dead? Stop, drop, and roll. He's alive. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a shame. He could have kept him warm in the cabin. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's not a baby. Why'd they, why'd they kill him? <laughs> they weren't killing him. He was killing himself. Yeah, unintentionally. His faith, it was his faith's fault. Yeah, the duck was right. Yeah. So, as they're like, all right, guess we've got to go back to the cave, Snarl comes and he takes a grunt. And Zaz is like, oh, well, that's lucky. We can all get to the cave safely while Snarl eats this outsider that none of us care about at all. Emily's like, no, but he's like a really good guy. And then this, just saying that, the rest of the tribe's like, Chorn. And Chorn, you know, goes for it. Smelly Balls wants to get Chorn on. Smelly Balls is doing whatever Chorn wants to do because they're besties now. And that's the hooky. You get Chorn and Smelly Balls onto something. The rest of the tribe goes, all right, schwoopsie, I'm going to do it. And then Zaz is like, what are you doing? We can't beat them. And Schwoopsie's like, shut up, Zaz. We hate you now. We love Grunt. We're going to go save him. And they don't have fire. But Emberly has a good idea of how to make something that looks like fire. 
So she starts taking a shit and starts making a painting of a fire on a stone and they head off to go save Grunt from Snarl. <laughs> I'd like to see this. <laughs> You're like, maybe I will see this. <laughs> <laughs> Just for that part. <laughs> I want to see a woman shitting on stage. <laughs> yeah. So, and not just be shit, but actually shit. Actually do the shit. Yeah. Uh, Zaz is now left alone and is sad because she just wanted to be lazy. And she sings the song, Backfire. Because hmm. now she's to blame for all the mammoths dying, the water being poisoned, and burning down the whole village. Somehow this all came back on her because of the fire. And she is visited by a man from the other tribe. Who, upon hearing her name, goes, Ugh, you're Zazalil, come with me. And then he like takes her to his tribe. And there, that's where Jamila is. And she's now the leader of this new tribe. Where she talks about having plenty of husbands and wives and kids. And they're all very nice. It's like the perfect harmony that you could ever be living in. They call themselves Neanderthals. Okay. Hmm. Who gave them that name? That's what they call themselves. Oh. Yeah. How progressive. <laughs> Zaz is like, can you please, can you please come back to the tribe? And Jamila's like, why would I want to? Like, I've got everything here. And then she goes, well, for a limited time offer, if you go back to the tribe, I'll let you marry me. And she goes, well, I hate you. So that's not appealing at all. No, thanks. And as Jamila goes to leave, Zaz is like, fine, I was wrong, you were right, does this huge apology, and Zaz is like, yeah, you were wrong, but now that I think about it, maybe I should have taken your ideas into account and then rather just stonewalling you, giving you a chance and be more waxed with certain things. Well, the horses already bolted if they had horses back then. Yeah. <laughs> so she decides that she is going to go back to the tribe and she has a tearful goodbye to her husband's wives and kids and Zaz is like thanks for giving them up for us and she goes that's fine I have a new wife now anyway and Zaz is like you're holding me to, to that god damn it and they sing the song together where Jamila's idea is now to make more spears where did she come up with this she's so brilliant so smart not really, someone else had already made it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what a leader does. You hear someone else's idea. And you take it. Tweak it a bit. Boom. Okay, it's mine. Boom, you're the leader of the tribe. Yeah. So we cut to Snarl's lair and the tribe finds Grunt. Snarl ate his arm. Not just Danny's arm, his painting arm. He also has his feet eaten off as well. Thank God for that because he hated it. <laughs> He can't draw him. Thank God he can do a self-portrait. Yeah, he can. He'll be a very good self-portrait. So Snarl is asleep the whole time. So they're like, oh, sweet. We can just grab Grunt and go. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to make a scene. Nothing could go wrong with us just grabbing Grunt and leaving. By the one arm. (laughs) Picking him up. (laughs) So, as they go to leave, who appears other than Jamila and Zazalil very loudly with their spears, ready to attack Snarl? And this wakes Snarl up. And then Amberly's like, no, we don't have to do this. I know what we can do. Brings out her painting of a fire and just goes towards Snarl and 
smells smells it and it smells like shit so smell like reacts You're like ew and then just goes to launch at them quite obviously uh both jamila and zaz attempt to stab snarl through the eyes that's um zaz's idea you go, let's just you go through that eye i go through that eye we move it around a bit yeah because we're really good shots <laughs> yeah, animal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially one about to launch itself at us so they both miss and what they do is they hit their um spears on the stone wall <laughs> are you gonna tell me they're flinted yeah and then Saz notices a spark that happens she goes wait a second spark fire and then she gets jamila she goes i think we can make fire if we just keep putting out um like what do you call it? scratching the stones together hitting it it's your story, you tell me. Bangs the stones from their spears <laughs> together. First of all, where do they get the metal from? What metal? If they if they got a spark from the spears, where the spears hit it. The spears are no, made of wood. No, the spears are on the sticks. Yeah, but they're made of wood. Yeah, but the stone is what's causing the spark. The stone on the oh. cave. So they managed to create fire. And so with this fire, they burn snarl until it dies. So, like I said, no person dies in this, but Snail does. What is Snail? Snail's a saber-toothed tiger. Yeah, like a giant cat. Okay, poor Snail. So you're fine. Oh, no, you were sad. Well, he was my favourite. He was, yeah. He was just trying to sleep in his cave. Well, and they kept annoying him. Yeah. You know, they were up the tree and they were worried about Snail. Yeah. Snail's asleep in the cave. Yeah. So, which means at night time, <laughs> he sleeps. Yeah. And during the day, they would see him. Yeah. Not a problem. He'd, you know, these people have grown up. So he'd been around there for a while and hadn't heard him. They just wanted to go and hurt him. Or he had a bit of cave. Well, if it could fit Snarl in, it would have probably more than one dry spot for well, <laughs> Ducker to be. I'm surprised Ducker didn't put his... <laughs> put Snarl's stand, head. And, and, well, get, put his uh, burning head in and go stand in the dry spot. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> will go, make the... And he would go, geez, I wish I'd sit in the wet spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so duck is dead. Duck is no duck is alive. Um, okay, that's right. He's burning. Yeah. He's <laughs> well, he, he stopped, dropped, and roll after catching everything else in the village on fire and blamed Zaz for the whole thing. Everyone's so happy that Snell's dead. They're like, okay, this is great. You saved us all. And Zaz is like, I've got to admit something, guys. Maybe we should be more careful with fire. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, then out of nowhere comes Chorn. And we find out Chorn is actually an alien who wanted to see if humanity can deal with fire without killing itself. And it was actually their ship who did the lightning bolt to make the original stone catch on fire. So before Chorn leaves... Chorn gives Grunt his arm back and then he goes, what about my feet? Chorn goes, I can't do feet, sorry. I can make your arm. Yeah. So that's that joke coming back around. Yeah. I've got something for you, some armies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no ladies. Uh, so Chorn taps everyone on the head and gives them all alien knowledge while singing the song Chorn. So now they know everything that they need to know to... Um, progress as a species. To become ch- chorns. Yeah. Uh, they all go into spasms. 
You're getting spasms of knowledge. What else would happen? So they're awakened. Well, they awaken. They wake up. And we're like, whoa, did you all see what we saw? The future of humanity? And then Duck is like, yes, we are to build a tribute to the duck. And they're like, no, Ducker, we're not falling for that anymore. We're smart now. <laughs> so he gets shut down. And we go into the finale song, Make the Most of It. And they're singing to make the world a wonderful place. Jamila and Zaz propose to each other and they are getting married like promised in the dowry, I guess, in the agreements for her to come back. And Mulag returns and he's like, guys, come back. Turns out the world's just a circle. And they're like, yeah, we know. Chorn told us. And Chorn, who I thought left after everyone went into a spasm, ends up giving Mulag the same knowledge. And they all end by singing the rest of that song. And that's Firebringer. The rest of what song? Make the most of it. Make the most of it. And they certainly did. So is this where humanity started? Yeah, by aliens. <laughs> okay. After the... Don't forget... They killed all the animals. They killed Star. They killed the elephant. Or Truckwood. Trunkle. Trunkle. Uh, I don't know about my squirrel guy, but... Anything, anything <laughs> could be food they killed. Yeah. But now they've got knowledge, they're like, hey, wait a second. Let's grow cows. Yeah. Have beef. Beef, chicken. <laughs> Duck. Yeah. They're like lambs, but only at a certain age. I am too old. Yeah, yeah. It's like an old woman. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your thoughts on Firebringer? How do I not hurt your feelings? I've had people say they don't like it. You could say you didn't like it. Well, it's not that I didn't like it. It had had an entertaining story to it. It's more of a visual thing, though. Yeah. Because of their strange names that you've got, and you've got to try and place them into certain situations which you're talking about. But, yeah, an alien started a fire. No. 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 You didn't, wouldn't believe it? No. So you break your suspension of disbelief. You're like, well, that's just unbelievable. Yeah, as soon as they bought the alien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, all the other stuff I could live with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could, you know, back in those days, you they probably had it, but, you know, how did the alien get there and why is he living with them if he is an alien and shooting buddy? To see if humanity can stand fire, which I think going from that situation, they can't. So I would not think that they passed the test if I was the alien. But how long was he there? Before he said, let me give him a test. Well, at least from the start of the musical. Yeah. Okay, from the start of the musical. Yeah. But he was a member of the tribe. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't think he just joined the tribe. Yeah. I'm not sure how the alien life thing goes. That might be in Firebringer 2. Well, that we, we, we can only, only hope that there is the pre-Firebringer. Yeah. <laughs> then we know the story of Chorn. Pre-prehistoric times. Yeah. No. You wouldn't see it? I wouldn't see it. I wouldn't recommend it. All right, so knowing it's on YouTube, you're like, all right, I know to avoid this one. Well, to know why, I wouldn't even look for it. Yeah. Yes. Well, if I say it around your phone, it might start coming up as suggested. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If all of a sudden I keep getting little beeps on me. Yeah. <laughs> but I could, I could go for Ducker. Ducker could have his own show. Yeah, you want Ducker to have a spin-off? Yeah, I think he could have a good, good little spin-off too, you know. Bit burnt at the moment, but you know, Sean <laughs> might go. Sean could just go, but just not the feet. Yeah, yeah. Well, what he's got to do is just unburning. Yeah, easy. Yeah. 
No, Ducker was the best one because he didn't fall for it. He still had his own life where he still believed. He goes, I'm still sticking with the duck, guys. Correct. He's still... Miss Whoopsie. (laughs) Yeah, but it's just a waste of character. Yeah. You know, I don't know know, if I get Angelina Jolie to play her. (laughs) You've got to pay her a lot of money, but put her in the trailer, people come and see (laughs) it. That's (laughs) right. Wouldn't mean anything. Yeah. (laughs) All right, perfect. Thank you heaps for joining me, Bob. Thank you for having me again. Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes out on Tuesdays and give the show a follow on Instagram and Twitter. Just search Drink Show Pod to keep up to date with what's going on. And I will have the link to that Spotify playlist in the podcast show notes. So if you want to listen to any songs that I find worth listening to from the episodes I've done, go ahead and check that one out. Catch you all next time. Bye. Bye.